Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Butter me up, Daddy. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPNTFM HD2. Kelly morning after we're in the nine o'clock hour the chase is on and the chase is on for Mark Hanna because he's on the phone lines right now Mark Hanna how are you brother morning was that was that like a falsetto is that what you would call the tone of voice that he was using I think you're right it's certainly not a soprano it's a real um, rich voice yeah it was uh that's a that's a real lyricist that's a real uh that's a real warbler right there Mark Hanna and I won't have you tell me any other different any different no sounds Painful. I think he'd be done with that song and have to catch his breath after all of that hollering out loud. <laughs> oh. Mark, what's your musical career look like? I know you're a world-class financial advisor, but do you have any experience in the, uh, the musical world? You know what? I'm sitting here staring at the guitar I bought for myself, acoustic guitar I bought during COVID. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got, I believe, four chords, and uh, I can sometimes string them together into something that somewhat resembles music so if nice. anybody ever wants to hear it i i'm sorry you're never going to hear me play this thing because i am just that bad well we need a guitar because doug is obviously on the liquor stick uh yeah. i played the alto sax we have rocky on the tuba Flowhawk, you strike me as a trumpet guy that correct to eighth grade yeah i think yeah. tim was also a trumpet guy and then Nikki, yeah. of course on the vocals so i think we could have a really nice little folks boy folk, band little folk band yeah, yeah. do, do, do some right. bluegrass Let's sign this operation up. Yeah, now we're talking. Uh, Mark, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about you know, the differences in people that you work with, like someone like me who's just getting started versus somebody who's like in their you know, mid to late 40s or towards the more, closer to the end of their career and how you can help those people differently. I think of all of our lives as kind of like a journey, and we have different seasons to that life. So mm-hmm. when, when someone's 
starting out, there are certain um, foundational steps that fit. Um, building amount of cash in the bank, starting to put some money aside for the longer term, um, start the, the, the tax planning, maybe have some insurance. And then as we go through our lives and we have different developments, maybe it's buying a house, having kids, changing jobs, getting married, all of these things. These are the certain turning points that I think of it that we want to make sure that our finances are integrated in the right way so that you can make sure that you are prepared for what is to come, whether it's the things that you want to happen or the things that uh, happen without being prepared for it, those unforeseen things. So uh, at each stage uh, and for each individual and each family, there are certain wise decisions that should be made, and it's very circumstantial. So in mid-career, these are the times that things get very pinched with kids' expenses and paying down mortgage and um, still needing to look ahead towards things like college expenses for kids or retirement. Towards the end, how can you make sure that you're getting things put aside in the right way so that you can turn off your work paycheck and then you can draw on your assets? And so for each of those stages, each of those seasons in life, I think it's important to have a plan and to come at your decisions in the right way and to piece together all of those different pieces of your financial pictures so that you can make sure that you are on track towards those goals. Wow. You know, I worry about the stock market a little more than... I should. You've scolded me about this, worrying about it day to day. But over the last <laughs> the last months this year, it's on, it's it. on a nice upward trend. What 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 has caused that? Well, it's it's all cyclical. We have pullbacks in the stock market that happen occasionally. They are normal. Statistically, we have pullbacks every year of more than ten percent. If you look at the historical data, so if we know that things are going to pull back then we also know that they are going to recover in time. Why did they recover? Because stocks are basically companies. You own companies, companies that are making money, selling their products, and trying to grow as much as they can. So if you have the plan that you aren't going to be touching your stock market money in the short term, you can weather that storm, wait it out, because it will inevitably come back. What are the reasons? Well, it's usually because, I think Jackson put it one, about things shift too far one direction or the other. So panic drives, fear drives a lot of overreaction. So if the market pulls back by 30%, does that mean that the economy is going to be hurt by 30% permanently? No, it doesn't. What it means is that fear and panic have driven things. Well, we've witnessed that companies continue to make money. We've witnessed that inflation is starting to subside. We've witnessed that a lot of these factors, these headwinds that cause these fears in the short term have started to subside, and that's where we start to get recovery. What is to come? Who knows? There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. So by overreacting in the short term and by being reactive to shorter-term dynamics, it derails the whole long-term plan of accumulation, and that's why you got to make sure that you're prepared for both the short and the long term. Oh, it sounds like you're saying the thing to do is day trading <laughs> and, and, and sell multiple stocks every day. And, uh, and daily fantasy. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Why not? That lottery tickets. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this, I think this text right here, Mark, really, really puts a nice bow on it. It's from Flip Wilson. <clears throat> 
Mark Hanna uses more than four chords to handle my finances. That guy is basically the Clapton of finances. Oh, is he the Eric Clapton of finances? Yeah, yeah. And he's also and the, the great Ronald communicator. Reagan of yeah. communicator. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, when you put that combination together, yeah. you get the great Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. You can visit them online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, thank you so much for joining us, sir. See you guys. Great day. All right. You thank later, you, brother. Hansy. That's Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth mm-hmm. Strategies. We are back in the Ryan Kelly Morning After Live from the Mickwolb Ultra Studios. Design air heating and cooling email today coming up uh, pretty soon here in about 20 minutes, uh, even less. And uh, you can sign up to be the TMA Listener of the Month presented by Milagro Tequila. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. You just go to tmastl.com. It takes about two, maybe three minutes to do it, and then you're uh, signed up, and you have a chance to join the greats like Beer Cats and Buck Swope and Natty Nate and Brian Henshin and Caller Buzz and Stephen Wildwood, all the greats in there. Why don't you join up, get a sweet Milagro prize pack and an exclusive TMA hat. Uh, Doug, the NFL has selected the New York Jets for hard knocks. Uh, Privately, the Jets have been bracing for an involuntary hard knocks assignment for weeks. They no longer have to. The NFL has selected the Jets to be on the program for 2023 training camp. A league source confirmed to pro football talk on Wednesday morning. Of the teams that could be compelled to do the program, the Jets always seems like the most likely choice. The Saints, Bears, and Commanders also fit the criteria, but those teams did not trade for four-time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers this season. So now NFL Films cameras will capture what should be a compelling training camp for the New York Jets. Are you telling me teams don't have a choice? I don't know what the deal is on the selection. By the NFL? I guess. I, I, why would any team want that kind of invasion? I know. I know. Well, I mean, I guess for like some players, like individually, you can kind of boost your kind of equity within, like, fans knowing who you are, like yes. your notoriety. But you know for sure that the players don't get to decide. And the coaches, I'm sure, don't like it at all. No, they're trying I to. think so. They're trying to, you know, it's hard enough running a training camp for hundreds of grown men playing yeah. football. Now you got to watch every word you say. And right. Hope you don't leak something right. or, or say something that someone's going to find offensive. And it comes out so quickly, too, that, like, you have to yeah. be wary. I mean, it's incredible what the hard knocks people do in terms of the editing and turning it around so quickly as they do. But still, at the same time, it would probably give you pause. And Aaron Rodgers, who's, well, publicly says he's not one for the for the BS, seems to be really into the BS, mm-hmm. uh, I probably isn't super thrilled about it. But I know I, that I, would get me to watch. I suppose just the fact that it's done by the NFL, yeah, who's NFL trying films. to make a team look good, right. rather than some media outlet that would look for any scandal they could find, right. yeah, that's got to help. It's NFL Films through HBO doing it. Yeah. But yeah, the NFL certainly would not want, especially the New York Jets playing in the number one media market and now having Aaron Rodgers. No. I don't think that they want to portray them in a bad you light. You think Rodgers will make them a different team? they got they got to be better with him. But Yeah, they were pretty good last season without him, and now they have him. they got a great young core. Plowhawk, are you, uh, are you, what do you think? You think New York's getting the best version of Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I mean, the weapons are there. I think they'll win eight or nine games. I could see that. Running back coming off an injury. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Got, a stud got Garrett defense. Wilson. They still have Joe Klecko. Apparently he's pissed, though, Aaron Rodgers is about hard knocks. Oh, what's, what's wanted, new? They wanted Klecko. to keep uh, oh, less distractions in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And now, they're going to want to be in his face all the time. That's, that's all they're going to want to do. Right. And Zach Wilson. How do you like being the backup at the number two pick? Or right. Sit there and pout all the time knowing you're never going to play. Yeah. I got with Joe Klecko in Bermuda. Oh, okay. Let's hear this story, please. That was the same family who was friends with Joe Biden. So I met him a couple of times. 
Um, they were also friends with Joe Klecko, and they brought them down to Bermuda. Joe Klecko was a great defensive tackle for the New York Jets when they were the New York Sack Exchange. He and Mark Gaston. Yes, that's, Mark a great, that's a great nickname. <laughs> well, that's a yeah. great nickname. You, didn't, you, you, you not heard exchange. of that before? Uh-uh. You know, they were the New York Sack Exchange. That's up there. That's, that's all time. <laughs> Mrs. Jenny Shanahan gives us some nice, because uh, I know I've heard the circumstances you'd have to be to qualify for hard knocks, but I forgot. Uh, but he lays it out. Teams are exempt from being forced to participate for these three circumstances. They have appeared in the, I, he doesn't say this, but I believe he meant playoffs. They have appeared in the playoffs in the past 10 years. They have a first-year head coach where they reached the playoffs in either of the two preceding seasons. Oh, I'm, see, I'm sorry. They have, have appeared on the show. Right? Yeah, why they have the playoffs? Right, that's right. Apologies. They have appeared on hard knocks in the past 10 years. Yeah. They have a first-year head coach, or they reached the playoffs in either of the two preceding seasons. So they're looking for teams that haven't been on there with an established head coach who yeah. uh, have not made the playoffs in the last two years. Yeah. So that makes sense. coach who knows what to expect with everything that's going to be thrown Robert Sala, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, that might get me to watch it. I haven't watched Hard Knocks in a couple years. That was kind of because I really hated the NFL. Like the first year after the yeah. Rams left, guess who was on Hard Knocks? The Rams. Rams. Yeah, so I was not going to watch that. No. Um, and I watched a little bit of the Dan Campbell Lions one. But uh, this would certainly, I mean, I think that's pretty interesting because you got young guys on top of Aaron Rodgers being there. Plus, are you a little nervous about the Packers? I have a bet with uh, my buddy Herb, who is a big Packer fan. I have a bet that the Bears are going to finish with a better record. They will not. I've watched the Bears. Justin Fields as a running back, as a quarterback. I don't think they have the weapons. I think the Packers will win eight. They got the Bears at six. Okay, the Vegas right now has the Packers with the worst odds to win the NFC North. Do you know oh, who has the best gonna... odds? The Lions. Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah they, Lions. they should. I think that's weird, man. It is weird because it's upside down is what it is. Yeah. It is, but it, you got to have the changing of the guard eventually. I, I like the rebuild. I'm really hoping Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. I think that's what it is in to order get, to get yeah, their first-round pick, whatever right. that might be. So Yeah, you're kind of rooting for him to play. kind of want them the... to be somewhat successful, get a top-15 pick. You know, you have two picks in the top-20, it would be great. I'm going to miss... The Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was dude, the franchise for so long. I've been spoiled, though, so I can't complain. But I, I, I felt the same way with Brett Favre. But I didn't have the same, you know, excitement for the Jordan Love era as I did for the Aaron Rodgers era. I, You know, no, I just I can you? hold my breath. And... But do you think, like, when Aaron, before Aaron Rodgers took his first snap as the starter, you were really fired up for this guy? No, because I love Brett Favre. Right. So Thankfully, like now that I know what kind of person Brett Favre is, now right. I can transition to Aaron Rodgers being my favorite Packer because oh. Brett Favre is a scumbag. Oh, but, um, yeah, I wasn't thrilled, wasn't excited for the Aaron Rodgers era, but, I mean, he came out guns blazing. Right. Do you, are you a little disappointed that with two of the, arguably two of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game, only two Super Bowls between them? I mean, it's obviously very difficult no, to win a Super Bowl. I, 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 seeing one is just fine for me. So seeing, I, I've seen two. I, I'm cool with that. I saw him in there three times. Saw him get, you know, handed one from the Broncos. But yeah, I, I would not. I'm not disappointed. It, football is hard, man. Just uh, that the organization didn't surround Rodgers with much talent. So I, w- I would think that was a huge factor in it as well. We are all super excited about this hard knocks, hard knocks dis- discussion. Save it for balloon party piddles. Tired of it. Oh, from what do you want us to talk about? We're, like me and Doug were contemplating playing best dubs at the <laughs> 31. So. Is anyone on the dais as butt hurt as the fan page losers about St. Louis Chiefs fans? It's from the Concord Cock. I think what he's saying is 
that people are butthurt that people in St. Louis are Chiefs fans. Is that what I'm picking up from that? I, I guess. The ones that, well, if you're a lifelong Chiefs fan, completely different than being a Rams fan and deciding to be a Chiefs fan. To me, that is you one of the— You have a problem with that? I think it's not being a fan. But you can't be a Rams fan anymore. Correct. Maybe they just love NFL football and they got to find a place to go. And That's it happens fine, that the but best your, team your is fandom four hours is away. Fake. Your fandom is fake. It's a fake fandom. It is. You, you can, can't switch you teams? You can try to cheer on another team as much as you want, learn their history, go to games. Yeah. You're still not a fan of that team. That you're not, so you're not allowed to ever switch teams? It's a secondary teams? pick. I don't think you should be able to, especially a lifelong fan. Absolutely Even not. if there's no team here to root for? Yeah, you, you pick the worst one, too, the one that hated you guys the most and wanted your team out. No, so no. If you're furious about... Yeah, but they're not Rams. cheering for the owner. Yeah, you are. You're, I mean, indirectly. I mean, dude, you're absolutely cheering for the owner. If well, you're going yeah, to a game, you're spending that's money not their on merchandise. No. Yeah, I well, hear what you're saying, KG. But you, like, don't, you don't go to a game or not go to a game because of the owner. Not usually, but I like, don't step foot in Bush Stadium. It's not because of the players. <laughs> the really? I hate, the I hate house, the house, the bottle. I'll never give a penny to that guy. He's not guy. the owner. I don't care. The owner, president of baseball, I never give, I give money to Cardinals. I haven't spent money on a game in a couple of years. I'll go for I'll go for free tickets, absolutely. But I ain't giving my money to them. Yeah, I uh, so I, I don't know. I hear what you're saying, KG, like cuz like I have friends who still like the Rams and I think that they're just charlatans, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but they're like, well, I'm not like a fan of the owner. I'm a fan of the players. It wasn't their choice. And I was like, I, I get that. But for me, like, it's impossible to remove that. Sure. Like, I can't separate. And that. I won't, I don't care for the Rams because of that, too. But I understand people that like the Chiefs. You got Mahomes and oh, Kelsey yeah. personalities. It's super easy to like. But yeah, yeah, but that, that's, that's you cherry picking a good team to, you know, rah, rah, rah for. I mean, it makes sense that the Ram fans would still be Rams fans because it's, the players there, and I know they, they the roster switched a ton from St. Louis there's, there's to probably LA. None left. Are there uh, any? You still Aaron had Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Aaron Donald and, and uh, Havenstein last year. Was yeah. it makes line. more probably sense it. to keep your fandom with a team in a different city than it is to completely change your fandom to a team in a different city that isn't the know. team you root for. The team that left turned their back on you. It's it's like saying. You got divorced, so now you can't ever date another woman. But you said not to cheer for the owner, that you're not cheering for the owner, but you're indirectly saying the players are the ones that decided to move. No, the owner decided oh, I never to move. Said that. So, no, I'm, but I'm saying that's why Ram fans from St. Louis are Ram fans in LA, because it wasn't the player's idea. The reason why I don't think you should be a Chiefs fan, because the Chiefs owner directly wanted you guys out of St. Louis to go to LA. To have a for bigger market share. Yeah. yeah, for business reasons. Love I could it or see, not. I could see how you could not be a Chiefs fan because of that. I could see people say, I'm not a Chiefs fan because of what they did. I get that. But I can also understand people who just really enjoy NFL football and the atmosphere and think it's a fun weekend to go to Kansas City to watch the Chiefs play. Would agree. I think I think there's a difference between like being like a passive Chiefs fan who watches the Chiefs every week. Because I don't know because I, I don't have cable. But I'm sure that whenever Chiefs play, it's on one of the cable channels here. Yeah, pretty much every yeah, week. Yeah, Channel 4 has yeah, almost every channel week. Channel 4, yeah. In fact, they're they're the team that's been assigned to our area. Really, yeah. By the NFL. Right, so that's what I'm saying. So, like, I understand from that standpoint people being like that. But, like, when I see on Instagram you, like, sharing the graphics sort of, like, of, like, the Chiefs thing, like, I find that to be super annoying. But, listen, it's uh, what do I care. Um, but Did you root for the Cardinals, uh, Arizona, when Kurt Warner went there? Uh, in the Super Bowl, I wanted them yeah. to beat the Steelers so Kurt Warner could get another ring, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I rooted so for him. So you're still rooting for a team that left here? I, 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 I was not born when the Cardinals left St. Louis, so it's 
probably will. But like I was rooting for Kurt Warner, not necessarily the Cardinals. I like Larry Fitzgerald a lot too. Yeah. And let's not forget the Chiefs uh, took the Blues under their wing too. Right. That's yeah. Not not telegraphing it at all. I didn't I root for the Arizona Cardinals before, right after they moved, but. I mean, it's been darn near 40 years now. Well, we're going on how many years here? For the, how many, how many, seven. Like, how many are going to be butter for this seven. one? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Well, they we'll were out of here time. for 13 years. The last five years, they were, they <laughs> That's were when I was here the biggest in fan. spirit, but like they, yeah. they were in still, L.A. in their minds. Still being a Rams fan when they're in L.A. is the same as John Goodman, who was previously mentioned in the last segment, in Big Lebowski. You're still taking care of your ex-wife's dog and you're still kind of a little cuck. That's where I that's where I stand on it. If you don't like it, you don't have to. Anyone who roots for the Rams in St. Louis is a cuckold? Is, is John Goodman and Big Lebowski. That's oh. that's that's my comparison. I don't root for any team, but I like watching I like watching the Rams. I think I love I love watching Cooper Cup. Uh, Aaron Donald. They have good players. So I watch them because they're fun to watch. But you wouldn't qualify yourself as a Rams fan. No, I wasn't a Rams fan when the Rams were here. Why not? <laughs> they suck. Why not? I have no rooting interest in it. I don't care. In a St. Louis are you any? Are you a fan of any NFL sports team? team? Not anymore. When I, was young, when I was younger, I, I rooted for the Cardinals. How about when I, the Rams were so good? You were not a fan of them then? Yeah, I liked watching them win. But if they didn't win the Super Bowl, I'm not going to lose a night of sleep over it. Well, not many people did, but there were still Rams fans. Well, I wasn't a fan. I was just, I'm a fan of football. I slept. Fun to watch. I slept really good. Like Rob Lowe. Cardinals lost in wild card games. Sleep like a baby. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No matter how bad my team lost the night before, I still fall right Oh, to I'm past that. I'll watch a Super Bowl loss. Like, all a right, tough Mizzou a basketball loss can really mess with me. Oh, Illinois come on. loss can kind of mess Princeton. with me, too. Really? I'm not, I'm not joking. Yeah, 100%. You can't sleep well at night because Mizzou lost a basketball game? Depends on the game. When Illinois well, like, had yeah, to... After Norfolk State, no, I did not sleep well that night. Really? What about the Princeton loss? How'd you do yeah. with that? God. That was a slow burn, though, because you knew it was over early. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I had to hope. Nothing wrong with a little hope. If the Chiefs were not any good for the last eight to ten years, old Rams fans would not be rooting for the Chiefs. That's from the Huntley Hamburger. That may be true. Well, you wouldn't be watching because they wouldn't have Mahomes, probably. They right, probably have some the... crap quarterback. And it, yeah. If a team sucks, obviously they're not fun to watch. They don't have any good players. Mm-hmm. But uh, KG brought it up. I, I love watching Mahomes play football. Yeah, I don't think he just happens alone, to no. be in Kansas City. If he was played for Carolina, I'd be watching Carolina football because I love yeah, watching but, him play. But to me, it's a slap in the face. I've been a fan of the Packers for since I'm two years old. I think it's a slap in the face to like actual fan to hear people say they're Chiefs fans when they know nothing of the history. They just know Mahomes can throw a sidearm pass to Travis Kelsey, and that's what they know. That to me is. Not that's not a fan. You're not a fan. I know you want to act like you are and well, what fake are you it then? till you make it. What are you? If you go to the you're game just a and buy a ticket there, and cheer, I, you're you're not a fan. You're not are a fan you? of that well, team. You may be a fan of fan. you may be a fan of football, but you're not a fan of that team. I, I just I, I, to me, it's an absolute slap in the face. Well, there's nothing wrong with somebody adopting a team because your team lost. You got nobody to root for. You want to find a team to root for. 
So I'm going to pick the Chiefs and root for them. I'm going to be a fan of the Chiefs because we don't have a football team. Yeah, so and fake. Again, we, we it's won't like have a team a here in, in our life. Certainly in my lifetime, we'll never have a Not team mine here. Not mine Probably for yours sure. either. No. So if you like the NFL and you want to have a, a vested interest on a Sunday, who cares if you adopt another team? I gave up on the NFL. And I'm a Packers fan, but once the Rams left, that precedent was set that basically team can hold their owner can hold their teams hostage and hold yeah. entire cities hostage. Mm-hmm. Look at what Buffalo's doing. They're making Buffalo pay like a huge, ridiculous amount of public tax money so that billionaire owner can become billionaires ten times over again. Right. And if they don't get that, then you just talk to Roger Goodell. Find me a city. Mm-hmm. Right. Find me a city with people that will have tax money ready for me, and that's where we'll go. That, that to me, that's why I thought... The NFL died once the Rams left. Could now they are yeah. holding, they're holding entire cities hostage, yeah. and it's embarrassing. I think Bidwell's a little, or not Bidwell, um, Crocky's a little different. I mean, St. Louis is willing to build a stadium. He just wanted to leave. Yeah, I he agree. spent his own money to build yeah. a right, stadium. Right, that's out the of reason LA. it was Crocky. There's the, that is a big element of it, and the 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 loophole or the clause in the domes. Lease was a yeah, huge I mean, part was, of it. It was a sweetheart deal that yeah. the Rams got when, when you they build a sta- lease. Yeah, when you build a stadium before you have a team, you're kind of leveraged on the on the lease. But he didn't, he didn't hold a city hostage. He didn't say build me a stadium or leave. And he's they will build your stadium now. I don't get why public money has to even come into play for privatized stadiums. That's and I know I realize there's a, a thousand debate. articles and yeah. people have talked about this to the out of breath. I just never understood why you had to pay taxes. So someone else can build a stadium and get mega rich, and you have no right. financial gain. Realistically, well, you can look at the trickle down effect of yeah. what the city, and yeah. you can look at that. That's, but that's what not, the counter argument would be. I don't that's think not in pocket this, cash. You pay taxes, you have no clue where it goes. Yeah, and this is another example of just oh, here, you know, another two or three percent raise in tax, and getting the beautiful stadium. You also have to pay a hundred to park, eighty to get in the door, and twenty for a mm-hmm. hot dog. But I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy it. I don't know how <laughs> people get swindled like that. Well, I agree that I can't with you that I can't stand the people that run the NFL. The problem is the product is so darn entertaining. They've done a really good job. Can't, of you that. can't help but watch. It's too big to fail. What else are you What else are you going to watch on a Sunday afternoon? They've completely dominated it. I don't they, watch. No one else does anything on Sunday because of it. I don't watch games too much. You know, if Packers are typically on Fox, so I, I will watch that. But I can't watch a random NFL game. I guess that maybe why you have to be a fan Many of, of the, one team or another because it's hard to get into. Outside of fantasy, if you're just watching, you know, a, a 49er Seahawks game and you have no rooting interest, it's hard for me to stay Why involved. Why you gamble? It, it depends, that, that's, yeah. it depends who's playing. I mean, if, like, the Bengals are playing, I'll watch that. I love Joe Burrow. Oh, Bengals, Bill, if the Chiefs, rivalry, if, if I'll watch that all day. If somebody has a great quarterback or some great offensive weapons, then I'll watch because I love watching yeah. high-scoring football games. But are you going to watch a Falcons-Jaguars mm-hmm. game? No, probably yeah. not. Yeah, that's Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence now I will. I yeah, that he died. Many, I like of, the, Khan, many of the people who run Hollywood are every bit the sleaze bags of the people that run. 100%. Oh, the Harvey more Weinstein so. More so, yeah. story broke broke loose. But what really happens see... in Hollywood, you still watch TV and you watch movies. Right. I can't get enough of movies. That's my right. problem. Like, I... <laughs> I love movies. You getting ready for Barbie and Oppenheimer next week? I am seeing Oppenheimer at the Alamo Theater. I've had that gift card forever mm-hmm. since Christmas, waiting to use it. It's a perfect theater movie. Oh, Excited yeah. to get a big boy steak with it. How about it. this movie everyone's going to, The Freed- Freedom something, about the kids that are being the Trafficking? Exploring. Yeah. That's that, the one that's blowing up. Where is, you can't where, hardly get a ticket to it. Where is, is it in local It's theater? everywhere, yeah. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. yeah. I forget the name of it. I've seen now. clips on Twitter, but I wasn't for sure if it was an actual... It's about human, the human movie. trafficking of children. And yeah. Is that Jim Caviezel? 
Yes. Ain't that the one? Okay. Yeah, that's the one that's really blowing up. Sounds like a fun watch. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Well, it's not a Uplifting. fun watch, but neither are some of the documentaries yeah, and serial Eye opening. I watched the McGregor documentary yesterday. I thought it'd be good. It's basically just about his last three fights. No, it's entertaining. Sounds of freedom, I think. You know, it's yeah. entertaining if you're a Conor McGregor fan. But the weirdest thing was, after a loss, I think maybe the second loss, um, or the first loss to Cowboy, whatever his name is. Theron. Yeah. He's, sitting, he's sitting in his locker... And his family's there and his trainer's there. And they just show Kevin Spacey sitting in a seat with his head down. <laughs> now, what the hell is Kevin Spacey doing back there? Well, he's not acting anymore because he's a pedophile. Yeah, I think he's in another country. <laughs> he's got plenty right? of time. But it just didn't make any sense. And then when he got out of got out of the surgery that he got, in, I guess, in 2021 after a second fight with Cowboy. He broke his leg, snapped his yeah, leg. That's when he said, your leg. wife's in me DMs, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, and he gets out of the hospital and he's, he's been there. wheeling himself uh, down the corridor. And here comes... Arnold Schwarzenegger to hold the door for him. Like, where are these people coming from? Kevin, they just wanted to be in the documentary. Kevin Spacey just sitting there all by himself. I will say, man, the UFC, the ringside when they show the celebrities. Huge. Every, like, there's huge. UFC is blowing up. But this like, is in the hospital. Major ways. He's getting out of the hospital. Kevin Spacey was in the hospital. No, Arnold Schwarzenegger's holding the door oh, open for him. That's weird. Now, I think he's fighting again, I think. Uh, yeah, against Michael Chandler, University of Missouri graduate. It, UFC fighters are yeah. all about calling out this child trap. Have you seen a lot of the guys that win their fights? No. Or, you know, will get on the mic. Yeah, there's time. a couple of them outside of him that are calling out Hollywood. And, dude, it's pretty cool to kind of see people speaking out about it. Now, if you end up dead in the next 48 hours after that, that could be, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that's up to your risk, you know. It is 949. It's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Jack and Jill went up the hill so I could stick my finger in Doug Vaughn's butt. It's okay. from Suspended Stan. Suspended Stan, you didn't get enough before. Feed. You'll get more now. You just got yourself suspended. I'm sorry the email was read at all. <laughs> the last two days, your suspensions have been troubled. Last time you were suspended a period of 18 days. What is 18 times 3, please? 18 times 54. 3. 54. 54 days time you've been suspended. No. <laughs> Won't feel very good for you or your family. What good does that fall? do? Because he, he, what good is he going to do? Because he'll text in tomorrow. No, nah, he'll curtail it. No, Mike, he'll yeah, curtail he's it. out now. Do we know who brought almost, this in, by Almost two months uh, Our salesman, Dylan, brought that for you. Oh, thank you, Dylan. You bet. I'm speaking on his behalf. Uh, Team Vaughn, 100%. The pot smoker is way off. Lifelong fan can't change teams, blah, blah, blah. For Doug spoke wisdom. It's just like a divorce. It's called trading up, and I highly recommend it. My ex-wife is unattractive, but Doug Vaughn rattles my sexual cage. Oh, oh, a team and a woman. Bad little email, was uh, That was my ex-wife is unattractive, but oh. Doug Vaughn rattles my sexual cage. My ex-wife is unattractive, but Doug Vaughn rattles my sexual cage. Yeah, yeah he's new. Um, and by the way, Dennis Charles upholstery uh, <laughs> called me a bully because I called somebody a dick. Why do you worry about that? I've had a fight. <laughs> and Young, I now have the vision of dumpling drunk Ken passed out, face down, his half-eaten bowl of chicken nuggets and dough. It's, it'll keep me cool this summer. Thanks. That's from number one Asian intern Brian Henshin, a.k.a. ASMR Chris and her partner, ASMR partner Quentin. We have a boat, bitches. Now where's the kids' menu? <laughs> oh, Brian Henshin. And Young, hey, Doug, watch this. Ken's a little teapot, short and tanned. Oh. Here is a Hedo story. There goes Tim's clout. When you shift the focus, hear him shout. 
How dare you? Look at me, Tim. Hey, Tim, look at me, Tim. Tim, Tim, my friends have a boat. How about you just go down there, knock on their door, and ask for a quick sale? See, I can provide for you. Please love me. <laughs> What's that? That's weird to do considering they're complete strangers. Well, that's never stopped me before. Plus, they're easy to get to know, so you'll be fast friends. That last part is an actual quote. It's glamour only exceeded by him replying hedo when our beloved virgin asked when did when did uh, when dudes started shaving their shrubs. Ugh. Thanks and stay tuned. That's from number one Asian intern Brian Henshin. Congrats on a successful butt surgery, Scott Stout. Oh, what? You're here. Brian Henshin point two with a nice little email. Uh, cute little story from my trip to the dentist yesterday. You know that thing where the dental hygienist is a little bit bigger and they press their oversized bosom against your shoulder and chin area? Oh. It's hard to tell if they're being sexual or not, but the third time their erect nipple rubs against your cheek, you gotta assume that a message is being sent. Well, the exact same thing happened to me yesterday when my dental hygienist's 36 double Ds were essentially grazing my arm over and over again. The dentist's office isn't already an erotic place, but then you start hearing phrases like gargle, rinse, spit, oops, let me wipe that off your chin. Needless to say, I started to get aroused and I was struggling to hide my erection. Mm. Then they give you that disappointed look because they can't tell you haven't been flossing. No. You know that little half frown, half scowl that says, if this wasn't an open air dentist's office, I'd be punishing your little tushy right now, mister. You lie and say you've been flossing every night, but they know that's that. Not, they know the truth. Somehow they always know. Anyway, the fourth or the fourth time the dental assistant's plump bosom caressed my arm, I just had to take action. I ripped off my little cloth bib and asked him if he would like to use that suction hose in my back door hole. Him. Yes, my dental hygienist is a man, and yes, he has large boobs. Has this ever happened to you? It's from the JV golf coach. Oh. That comes. Uh, P.S. I'm playing golf someplace special tomorrow. Will someone reach out to Tiger Woods and have him come say hello to me? Thanks, JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. And finally, it was really a banner moment for the greater Peoria education system yesterday when Plowsy revealed that he was only recently that he learned the courtesy of HBO that John Adams and John Quincy Adams were in fact father and son. Fun fact that John Adams' miniseries won eight Emmys but realize they have entire different sets of acting nominees for drama and miniseries. So in 2008, Paul Giamatti and Brian Cranston each won Best Actor Emmys in different categories, despite both having shows with the same number of episodes. Remember, season one of Breaking Bad only had seven sodes due to the writer strikes. It's Mount Rushmore season, so here's Mount Rushmore of topics covered in the 7 o'clock hour. There was sand on the pitch at last night's dog games were holding middle-aged women who go to Destin accountable. KG and O-Town offering to let Doug borrow his nipple clamps and used uh, TikTok dancing videos at Bush Stadium. Iggy suggesting Tim and Anna Marie shoot over to an adults-only restaurant to meet up with Iggy's hedo friend Quentin and Chris, presumably to talk about the evolution of pubic hair, and Caller Buzz refusing to pay three figures for non-all-inclusive seats to see a pair of last-place baseball teams play on a Sunday afternoon in 92-degree heat, but still offering his slightly used boy hole to the kinky doctor with an appetite for alcoholic breast milk. That's from Buck Swope. Oh, Buck Swope. Nice little email. Boy. And uh, that's going to do it for our design here. He oh. calling email today. Doug, what you got? Okay. Um... Well, I was taking a shot at Iggy, which I don't like, but I did think Brian Henshin number two was probably the best email that mm. we received. Brian Henshin number two gets a vote. Iggy, your vote. Um, I'm not enamored with a, a male with 38 double D boobs. Mm. Although if I have my boobs that big, I never leave the house. Why? Uh, I'm going to go with JV Golf Coach. Why would you never leave the house? I just play with my boobs all day. Oh. You don't really, you don't really leave the house now. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, Brian Henshin. Yeah, gets the W. Oh, 
All right. All right. Hey, Brian Henson. Brian Henson is now evened up the month of July, uh, two to two. Uh, Buck Swope has two. Brian Henson has two. Tiger Terry and Kevin Miller each with a win apiece. Uh, that's going to do it for us can today, I, Can boys. I salute Jay Jr. here for please, just a second? Please. Because I see it just came across my feed. Carmen Electra has started an OnlyFans page, and she says the number one request she gets is for I feet. I saw that. I saw that, yeah. For feet. Absolutely, yeah. The, I, that's probably the number one fetish. You think Jay Jr. has started this, or he just opened her eyes uh, to this? Championed it. He championed it for sure. Yeah, coined it. Uh, would you agree with that, KG, that probably the foot is the most popular fetish? Sure, absolutely. Iggs, so you, you've bizarre. been to the AVNs. I feel like that's kind of your bailiwick. Uh, I can't go by the AVNs, but I can go by OnlyFans and um, searches on Pornhub that they come out with every year, and I think feet is right up on top every year. Yeah. Really? That seems so that, odd. That and Stepmom. Yeah, I don't know. Would that be a fetish or That's like, even like strange? Yeah, it's gotta, it's like be, a gotta be a fetish if you. Yeah. Don't sleep on spitting. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's your thing, right? Spitting. You like getting your mouth spit into. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, either in a like you said, a sexual context, or what I really want is to take a dry scoop of pre-workout and have them spit the water into my mouth. Oh, 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 I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> it's so hot. Uh, we'll do. It's Mount Rushmore season, so we'll do Mount Rushmore of kinks and fetishes tomorrow. Yes. For the Friday edition of the Ryan Kelly Morning After, Tim will be back on at some point tomorrow, and then he'll be back in studio on Monday. Chris Kerber. Again, Again, uh, handles the balloon party duties from 10 to 11 on 101 ESPN and YouTube.com slash 101 ESPN. That's going to shut us down for us today. For Doug Vaughn, for Darren the Plowhawk Atkins, for Ken Iggystrode, for KG Notown in the Hordwalking Studio, for Tim on vacation, I'm Action Jackson. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios.